Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Courtlandia. Drew brings the case against his girlfriend, Lindy. Lindy says that Drew's tastes and attitudes make him a hipster, and he shouldn't resist the label. Drew says it's a derogatory term and that he's not a hipster anyway. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. To me, my thing is, a podcast is much more powerful and useful than an actual event. Like back when I used to go out, when I was last out, I was walking down the street and this guy, from barreling out of a bar, fell right in front of me with a knife right in his back, landed right on the ground. Well, I have no reference for it now. You know, I can't put it on pause. I can't subscribe to it. Can't put it on slow-mo and see all the little details. And the blood sounded all wrong. It didn't sound like blood. The pitch was off. I couldn't adjust the pitch. I was, I was hearing it for real, but it wasn't right. And I didn't even hear the knife impact on the body. I missed that part. Jesse, swear him in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Yes. Yes. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he's subscribed to Vice Magazine since it was called Voice of Montreal and was a community service project for ex-junkies? Yes. I swear. <laughs> Very well, Judge Hodgman. Yeah, I don't read it anymore, though. Too popular. <laughs> uh, you may be seated. Um, Lindy and Drew, for an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can you name the piece of culture I referenced as I walked into the courtroom? Uh, I cannot. I, I can't either. You want to take a guess, Lindy? I, honestly, I don't remember what you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty dark. This, yeah. Well, it, it's uh, it's from uh, the movie Slacker. The, oh. the Richard Linklater movie Slacker from the early 1990s, back when movies were good and you weren't even mm-hmm. born. What year were you I born was- in? I was born in 1989. Not so yet. I was four. You were a, you were but a child. Yes. What year What year were you born in, Drew? I was I was born in 1986. Totally hipster, right? You were <laughs> you were totally you were totally born back when being born was cool. Not 1989 <laughs> when it got popular. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm like terrible with movies. I haven't seen any of the good ones. I read. What a hipster thing to say, Lindy. So the issue at hand, so uh, Slacker is a really good movie by by Richard Linklater. It's set in Austin, uh, which is one of the hipster capitals of the world, along with Portland, where I am currently podcasting from, thanks to our friends here at Packetine Studios. Uh, How appropriate. I know. As 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 well as Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where I live. And certain parts of Philadelphia where you live. Right. Right? I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be seeing if Drew's a hipster. I already know that you're a hipster because your name is Lindy. Because you have an old lady name. And Drew just sounds like a frat dude. But your contention, Lindy, is that Drew is a hipster. Yes. And Drew, your complaint is that you are not a hipster. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. So tell me... Tell me why Lindy is going around Philadelphia besmirching your name. 
Uh, I think she just thinks it's hilarious. But tell me, tell me what happens. Tell me how it ha- how it goes down. Um, usually, we will we'll be out with um, just ourselves or a group of friends, and if we're meeting meeting somebody new for the first time, and she's introducing me, um, it's usually this is my friend or this is Drew. Um, isn't he a hipster? Look at those glasses. <laughs> Do you think Drew is a hipster? Just asking them leading questions and just looking at them and. She's a, uh, you know, she's persuasive and they, they tell her what she, they think she wants to hear. <laughs> is this, and then the, is this true? Um, I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration. Is it, do, I, do you do this uh, all the time or did it happen once and his feelings were hurt? Um, uh, that exact thing happened once <laughs> no. after, after one very vehement denial of his hipsterhood. And now no, you're, now you're just doing it again to get his goat. Yeah. Right, because you're raising <laughs> goats in your backyards like hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> what? We don't have goats. We have bunnies. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Hipster heal thyself. <laughs> I'm just they're saying, not my bunnies, technically. They're his bunnies. I, I will just say that no matter what, no matter what happens next, Lindy, anytime you say anything about you, I'm going to say that that's a hipster quality. Do it. Because, because saying that was really hipster. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Right. That's a quote. That's a quote. That's a Ben Stiller quote from a from a bad Ben Stiller movie. Right. Do it. Right. You have that tattooed. You have that tattooed and thug life, thug life no, uh, gothic script on your belly. Do it. I actually have him doing the Zoolander face. I have a picture of his face on my ass tattooed. Is that true? No, that's, no, it's not true. <laughs> oh, that's not true. We'll, we'll get to the tattoo test in a little while. But the thing is <laughs> that, that hipster is a term that is almost universally now agreed upon to be derogatory. Uh, and yet it's, it's a little bit slippery to define. So why, Lindy, well, let me put it to Drew, actually. What does hipster okay. mean to you and why do you not like it? Um, it is, I think there's definitely some negative connotations there. Um, that I don't want to have to overcome. Um, well, no, I understand that, but what, seems, what okay, are okay. they? I think it's um, hipsters. If you call someone a hipster, you're basically calling them lazy, um, calling them sort of pointless, just doing things to be ironic or to be uh, retro or to be, I don't know, meta is, I guess, the word that people are using now. <laughs> well, that... and. Um, I just don't see much value in it, Your Honor. That, uh, yeah, that that was a, a pretty lazy definition of hipster, and it was a little meta. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little meta. And you're, you, are you starting to sense the tendencies, Your Honor? I don't know, Lindy. What does hipster mean to you? Why are you describing when you look at Drew? What do you see in him that make or on him that make him a hipster? Um, well, I think that more than any individual quality. Being a hipster is kind of like a state of mind, um, and uh, yeah. But when you're introducing him, sort of when you're introducing him to your friends, you, you you they can't see his state of mind. What are they? What are you pointing to? What about his glasses? Well, he does have the uh, the go to old man hipster glasses uh-huh. that are like five times too big for his face. So you're saying that he wears glasses sort of like the ones I wear. What else about what else about Drew, your hipster boyfriend? Marks him um, visibly as a hipster before we get into his state of mind. He is all about um, very specific style preferences. Like he 
swears he'll never wear jeans and he always wears vans until they're like beat up and like falling apart and his toes have poked holes in them. Um, You're just saying he's a dude. No, they're very intentional stylistic preferences. Like there's so much intention behind it. I'm, like I don't think that's true. What are his style? What are his style preferences? You know, let me just say something to you guys that you need to understand going forward. Specificity is the soul of narrative. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Specific yeah, examples. It's I also do. the soul of podcasts. Don't just don't don't just hipster it with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like just, I do. I'm yeah. all about the narrative. Yeah. I'm actually an English major. Yeah, that must be why you keep saying you're all about stuff, hipster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Lindy, can I just can I just say something to you? Go for it. I've been a little mean, but I want to tell you something. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. I do. Deep down in my heart. This is a good feeling. (laughs) I really feel a connection to you. Non-ironically, I think you guys are awesome. Now, that's the essence of non-hipsterism, right? Sincerity. Genuine emotion. Genuine emotion. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So, are you? Does. Drew not have genuine emotion? Is he insincere? Oh no, he he does have very genuine emotion. Mm-hmm. I think I think where it where it really um turns into hipsterness is uh actually is really his denial of hipsterness. Like he has these hobbies that he does and he has these things that he wears and whatever that have these hipster touches like and what? it would just be hipster touches. If he didn't deny it so intensely, well, what are the hipster? What is a hipster touch on his hobby? What does that mean specifically? Um, well, he collects comic books, mm-hmm. but he doesn't like. It's all only Silver Surfer. Oh, like yeah. he's picked w- one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I gotta say hipster. that that is a little hipster, and I'll explain why. In a <laughs> I'll explain why in a second. Yeah, go on. Um, now we're getting he somewhere. Likes. His favorite sport is hockey, which has to be the That's most the hipster. hipster sport. Yep, totally. Just for the oh, facial yeah. hair alone. Yep, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, That's all you have? Um, no, 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 no. I don't I know. That sounds pretty lip. good. Well, keep going. Let's hockey go. is the silver surfer. You know That's what? Good. I'm I'm almost – I'm Lindy, you know, I went into this going, wait a minute. What's more hipster here? This guy wearing glasses – and 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 having hobbies uh, or you calling him a hipster to your friends, even when you know he's not a hipster, because that would be a really hipster thing to do. That would be like hilarious. That would be meta calling this obvious non hipster a hipster. But now you go down the list, that silver surfer thing that really that kind of sells me because uh, and, and hockey, obviously. What else? What else you got? Give me one um, more. He's really into ska music um, based on this assumption that it's going to come back in 2015, I think you say. Oh, I just like ska music because I like it. <laughs> well, wait I a think. minute. Do you like ska music or do you do you have a specific time frame worked out for its reemergence? Into- <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's in, trying to be cool before it's in cool. 2000. No, in 2016, <laughs> it should be back into like the mainstream. Uh-huh. And then it, and, and that's I'll when you like it. Oh, that's the thing I'll I was going like to say. It. Is that yeah. when you're going to stop liking it? No, I'll still like it, and I'll be happy because I'll get to hear it more often. He Scott. says he'll still like it, but as soon as everyone else starts listening to it, he's going to say all his favorite bands sold out. No, and- I've never said that. <laughs> here's here's the thing, Your Honor. Yeah. I listen to the same music that I've listened to for probably since I was 14 without like without really – I go out of my way not to 
experience new music just because I don't really (laughs) care that much about music, but I like the bands I like. Um, Let me hear the bands. Let me hear the bands. What she's saying. Let me hear the bands. Mostly just, um, let's see. I like no effects. Um, He's wearing a no effects t-shirt right now. Well, that's Mm -hmm. the, I look down. That uh, that is beat to hell. Well, you know what? Let's settle on ska for a second. Okay. Let's say ska. Yeah. Give me your top three ska bands. Um, I like Catch-22, even though they sort of became the Streetlight Manifesto. All right, hipster, like, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, I, yeah, I like those two. I like um, Operation Ivy, uh-huh. and I like, um, I don't know. If you don't say, say if you don't say madness right now, you are, you're going to, you lose. You will be a hipster. And my, my third <laughs> because they, because they... <laughs> <laughs> of course it's madness because they invented ska. I've never heard them talk about madness before, Judge. Yeah, no. I, was, I think by the way, <laughs> by the way, your your boyfriend's head is exploding because I just said madness invented ska. That is a hipster <laughs> that is a hipster reference that I am making to one of the greatest comedy routines of all time, which is Tom Sharpling and John Worcester doing a doing a phone call on the best show on WFMU called Rock, Rotten, Rule. Go to iTunes, search Rock, Rot, Rule, and you will see from, well, more than 10 years ago, uh, the, 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 uh, the original skewering of the hipster uh, know-it-all aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Madness did not invent ska, but I will say that for a dude who likes ska, maybe I'm not as deep into ska as you are, but you do seem to be picking bands and really curating them really carefully to make sure everyone knows you know the most about ska. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> and saying? Here's so he also and here's the other thing. Whenever, oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, go ahead. Um, whenever we go to any place where there's any sort of dancing involved or music playing, he does the trademark ska dance, the skank, I think it's called. Yeah, it's just like a... Yeah, skank dancing. That's what you do at the ska shows. What's yeah. wrong with that? It always it's like his go to dance move. Because I'm a and terrible dancer. He, and it's like, easy and it's to do. Dangerous looking. Like I'm always afraid he's gonna punch someone out. Well, because I'm kinda he, lanky. Does he do it because <laughs> it's hilarious that he's doing a ska dance at a ska show, or is, does he do it because he likes ska music and actually loves to dance? It's hard to tell. But it's not it's not ska music though that he's dancing to. Um, that's just the only dance I know. Are you taking joy <laughs> in dancing, or are you are you dancing in an ironic way? No, not ironically. If I'm dancing, it's because I'm either a couple drinks in, or I just really feel like dancing. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell between between what's ironic and what's not ironic, and that's the thing. It's like so you know, you say you like ska, okay, and you just like the music you like, which is that's normal, right? But then you are picking out the most obscure ska bands that I've that I've ever heard of. And you're curating. Operation Ivy is not obscure. Not obscure. Okay, fine. I don't. I'm old. Okay, that's okay. fine. And then you got the sil- um, you got the Silver Surfer thing, right? This is the thing because you're on the bubble here. Because you like com- you like comics. Fine. That's a that's a nerd thing, right? But the difference between sure. the difference between nerd and a hipster, as I elucidated on the Mark Marin podcast, is it a nerd or a geek? I, I consider them mostly the same is someone who just has enthusiasm for things and wants to share it and enjoys really getting into stuff, right? Whereas yeah. a hipster, aside from being whatever aesthetic Lindy describes, the big eyeglasses and the certain things you do or whatever, the hipster takes cultural taste and wields it like a cudgel in order to get status. That, <laughs> is, why, that is why hipsters are loathed, right? 
And so right. when you when when you collect when you collect comics, that's one thing. Silver Surfer, pretty specialized. That's the comic you collect when you want to show people you're a smart comic collector. <laughs> and hockey, hockey is just the hipsterest sport of all time. And yet, talking to you, you seem like an enthusiastic guy, and uh, and, and a guy with sincere enthusiasms, and who might not be a hipster. So, because it's so hard to tell between sincere enthusiasm and insincere enthusiasm, and a hipster and a, and a nerd, and uh, I'm going to have to perform a little a little test on you, a little psychological test. Are you, are you okay. willing to go through that? I it's, accept. It's like a little. It's a little. It's like a little Voigt-Kampf test. You know what that is? Okay. You know what a Voigt-Kampf test so. is? What is it? Is that where you say the first thing that pops into your mind? No, no, you no. Don't. That's association. No, it's know. A, it's Lindy a, might know Voigt-Kampf. Do you know what it is, Lindy? I don't know. No, that's the that's I'm the test. That's the test that they that they give uh, to uh, to people in Blade Runner to find out if they're a replicant or not. So oh. I know both <laughs> of you. I know one thing for sure: you're not a nerd. Now let's just see if you're a hipster. Okay. <laughs> Answer these questions truthfully. Do you wear a hat all the time? No. Do you have an ironic subscription to the magazine Garden and Gun? <laughs> no. Do you use a smartphone in secret, but in public use a Filofax? No. <laughs> just relax, and we're just monitoring all of your all of your answers and your and your. Your uh, your pupil dilation and your blood levels and everything. <laughs> to you. Do you live in Philadelphia? Yes. Do you live in the neighborhood called Eraserhood? No. Do you know why the neighborhood Eraserhood is called Eraserhood? No. What is the special at Bob and Barbara's? I don't know. Uh huh. Have you ever been to Bob and Barbara's? No. Okay. Never. Never have. Do you have? <laughs> A mustache? No. Do you have a tattoo of a mustache where a mustache should be? <laughs> no. <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? One. That's not true, Your Honor. No, that's true. He well, actually has two temporary tattoos on right now. Oh. And one is definitely a My Little Pony tattoo. You put that there. <laughs> Probably just to trap me while we do this. That is, that is, that is, that is. <laughs> That would be very hipster of you to do an entrapping tattoo. <laughs> Try to sell sell it out wasn't, sell out your boyfriend as a brony. It was not. Yeah, it was not an intentional entrapment. Do you have but, which is the most obscure cultural reference tattoo, permanent or temporary, that you have? Do you have a tattoo of Olive Oil's brother, Castor Oil? No. Do you have <laughs> do you have a tattoo? Of Charles Nelson Riley before he hit it big, with, <laughs> with big in quotation marks. No. Do you have the full chest dragon tattoo that Iron Fist has in Power Man and Iron Fist? Oh, I wish, but no. Do you have a full face tattoo of John Cazale's face on your face? No. Right. I think I have... Uh, I'll collate the results. Nope. Yeah, it's really just the one tattoo. What is the, what is the tattoo of? Uh, it's well, it's the Philadelphia Flyers logo. And you love That's, hockey? I do. Have you loved hockey since you were a child? Yes. Are you from Philadelphia? Um, I'm from Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Did you follow the Flyers when you were a kid? I did. I actually have pictures of my first baby steps were in a Flyers jersey. 
So you're not like that hipster that I saw in Brooklyn that one time on the Fixie bicycle who had a tattoo of the Hartford Whalers logo, a team that oh, that, no. did, that, <laughs> yeah. that ceased existing before he was born, practically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still the coolest logo in all of sports. It's, it's still Hartford a good Whalers. logo. Yeah. It's the best. And it's the only one that Great you, colors. Only one that makes use of negative space. Look it up, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lindy. Yes, sir. Any other arguments you want to make? Um, well, you mentioned the neighborhoods before and, uh, oh, yeah. Drew's, um, he's like getting to a point where he's looking to buy a house and he's been looking very specifically in this up and coming neighborhood in Philadelphia called uh, point breeze. Well, so, don't tell everybody. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, it's just like, he expects it to be the next like hipster hangout. It has all these, um, trendy bars coming in and um it's right next to a current hipster neighborhood at Passyunk, i guess um sorry so I, definitely- I, I missed the last few minutes of what you were saying because i was busy online buying all of the homes in port breeze no <laughs> sorry <laughs> i think that's just good fiscal sense your honor yeah well, uh <laughs> you you have a job yes what is your job uh, i work at a an in the office at a an apartment complex. Okay. In the in the in the suburbs, yeah, really. That is, yeah, I got you. Uh, so, if I were to rule in your favor, Drew, and I, again, I'm still collating the results of the test. Okay. <laughs> but if I were to rule in your favor, what would you want me to do? Um, I would like you to bar Lindy from any hipster jokes or any, um, yeah, any accusations. Oh. Um, especially when she says, oh, so you were doing it before you were cool to pretty much <laughs> anything I can do. That's like that's where that's when I had to come to you because we had this argument for a while. But she just thinks she wins any argument after saying that word or that phrase. So I do win any argument. <laughs> yeah, that may just that may just be it may have nothing to do with that phrase. It may be that she just wins every argument. That's yeah, that might be it, too. <laughs> So, yeah, I would like you to ban her from calling me a hipster, from asking other people if they think I'm a hipster, and especially from introducing me to new people as a hipster, because um, I don't want that to be my first impression that I'm making. Lindy, if he changed his glasses and stopped dressing the way he did, would you stop calling him a hipster? No. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, and I don't I don't actually want him to change the way he dresses. I think he's very handsome and he dresses very well. Before I go into my chambers to analyze the results of the Voight-Kampff test for hipsters, <laughs> hipsterism, can you please tell me in three sentences why you love ska? Sentence one, begin. I like I like the the, the speed of the music. It's perfect. Period. It's perfect for dancing to. Period. A lot of my friends are in ska bands and I like to support them. <laughs> I think I have everything I need to make my decision. I am going into my chambers um, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman <laughs> exits the courtroom. Lindy, I don't mean to be a judgmental hipster here, but <laughs> do you really think that Drew is a hipster because he likes ska music? Uh, no, I, but I definitely think his blatant refusal of the term, even on things that are like. No, no, don't change the subject. 
<laughs> you know that the last time a hipster liked ska music was like 1994, right? See, that's the thing is they're sneaking up on it. He's getting in on it before everyone knows that that's what hipsters like. You're saying that right now, about. right now, somewhere in a in a warehouse, there's, there's a in, tribunal of in hipsters. a warehouse in Brooklyn. Diplo is listening to a real big fish album. <laughs> yes, exactly. And planning to abandon Byla Funk for uh, <laughs> for third wave ska. If you follow the the musical progression, uh, it's definitely leaning towards hipsters. Yeah, or um, it's definitely leaning towards ska. <laughs> That's preposterous. He's denying it because the tribunal will excommunicate him. Do you think you have a chance here, Lindy? Uh, I think I do. What do you think will be the outcome of this case, Lindy? I think the judge will make Drew abandon his glasses for a new pair. And uh, Lynn to take a joke. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Drew, I'm not going to get into the whole Scott thing. Look, you can like Scott. We we all remember 1994 very fondly. And (laughs) that dance is indeed easy to do and fun. Yeah. I will ask you, are, are these glasses so ridiculous as to single-handedly launch you into this cultural category? I really didn't think so. I mean, they're not, they're not like vintage uh, metal. They're just brown. They're just My brown plastic. My old Russian grandfather wore smaller glasses than these. They're not that big. Mine are probably bigger than yours, Drew. <laughs> I think yours look great, not having seen them. Thank you. What do you think your chances are, Drew? Um, I think I'm feeling pretty good. Um, win or lose, I'm glad we got to talk about hockey for a little bit. Um, <laughs> <none> of- <laughs> I'll just leave it there. That's golden. <laughs> we'll give Judge Sean Hodgman a few moments for his deliberations. We'll be back in just a second on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks... Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, I'm looking over uh, my uh, my results here, which I have had um, printed out on an uh, old-fashioned daisy wheel printer that I got uh, from uh, FreeCycle. And uh, just so that you know, um, uh, Eraserhood is a neighborhood in Philadelphia uh, where it, it is believed to have been uh, is where David Lynch lived when oh. he was working on a racer head. And it is uh, it's a told it was told to me to be a pretty cool neighborhood. And Bob and Barbara's is a bar on South Street where every inch is given over to Pabst Blue Ribbon paraphernalia and the special. Oh my God. Uh, is um, something you order off the menu, uh, animal style, at Bob and Barbara's. Special is a tall boy can of Pabst Blue Ribbon and a shot of Jim Beam. When I first went there some years ago, that was $3, which is a dangerously low amount to pay for a beer and a shot. Now I think it's three fifty. And when that thing hit at Bob and Barbara's, it was like a bomb hit bar culture in Philadelphia because now you go into any bar in Philadelphia, they all had to keep up and, and, and you ask for the special and, and they will know any, any bar within a, a couple mile radius of Bob and Barbara's. But we were actually at a bar on South street last night. Oh yeah. Which one? Uh, tattooed moms. My place is so over. Yeah. <laughs> he um, wanted like, now it wasn't when, me. when I say those, when I say those things, I am certain that, Hipsters in Philadelphia roll their eyes audibly um, <laughs> because Bob and Barber's probably has not been a hipster bar for almost a, at least five years, maybe almost a decade, right? But Bob and <laughs> Barber's was a proto-hipster bar in the fact that they covered their walls with 
Pabst Blue Ribbon paraphernalia. And they mm -hmm. would have uh, older uh, black dudes come in and play okay jazz music live every Saturday night for a bunch of college-educated skinny white people uh, who were drinking uh, bad alcohol uh, for uh, ironic fun. The thing about Bob and Barbara is, is that whatever its status now in the hipster world, there is no question that there was a level of irony at work in that bar. But the, uh, the reality is that after enough $3 beers and shots, none of it matters anymore. And suddenly mm. all of the Pabst Blue Ribbon paraphernalia is, makes you sincerely in love with Pabst Blue Ribbon. And suddenly, uh, you know, the band sounds amazing. And suddenly you look around and you realize, oh, uh, I am actually in one of the very few racially diverse bars that I've been in in my life, never mind Philadelphia. And this is a real thing that's happening, and it is awesome. And I've never not gone into Bob and Barbara's and had a great time. And this concludes the buzz marketing for Bob and Barbara's. The <laughs> thing is that the aesthetic aspects of hipsterdom uh, that we associate, that you associate so superficially with young Drew, uh, a love of hockey, a love of Silver Surfer comics, the dumb glasses, the dumb pompadour, all of that stuff doesn't mean anything. What it means, the only thing that matters is how you wear that stuff and whether you love it, love it, or that you love it, quote, love, unquote, it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I went through that Voigtkampf test and I listened to this guy say why he loved ska. And the main thing is that I heard through uh, the thin judge's chamber's walls that he had a chance to talk about hockey, and that's all that matters. <laughs> the guy clearly likes the stuff that he likes, and uh, it just the, his curse, of course, is that he likes stuff that make him look like a dumb old hipster. <laughs> <laughs> Lindy, I think, likes the idea of being in love with a hipster. Oh, no, he found me out. <laughs> yeah, I think she wants you to be more hipster than you are. But Lindy, <laughs> just let this weird old ska-loving hockey dude be himself. <laughs> Don't call him a hipster. It's a dirty word. Because hipsters use their taste to get status. And this guy just likes hockey and ska. This is the sound of a gavel in quotation marks. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. That was a stern rebuke, Lindy. How do you feel? Uh, I feel humbled. There has definitely been new light shed on my position, and uh, and I will carefully reconsider my labeling of <laughs> uh, my lover. Drew, how do you feel? Oh, I feel great. She's she's speechless. I've never seen that before. Well, Drew. Lindy, um, I've got a date in Brooklyn with uh, Devendra Banhart, uh, Diplo, and uh, that guy who only danced from uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I got to go, but thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Good luck, Thank you crazy you. kids. Yeah. And Lindy, just be glad that your sincere boyfriend dresses like a hipster so you can get your weird hipster fetish thing going on 
And yet you also have a sincere dude who likes you. I am a lucky girl. He loves you almost as much as I do. Oh, <laughs> I love you too, Drew. I love you too, sir. He's it, blushing. Vale of Jesse. <laughs> yes. I love you, dude. I love you too, John. Alex in the booth. I just met you. You seem okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I love you yet, but you everything seems okay. It's all just about being sincere. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgman, did you go to that Skank and Pickle concert last night? No, I was too busy eating these small batch artisanal pickles. <laughs> Maybe we should just clear the docket. Sounds good. Dan writes, my girlfriend and I are at an impasse regarding the forthcoming third season of a program on a subscription-based cable channel. The show is based on a series of fantasy novels, and both the show and its source material has a fervent cult following. For fear of accusations of buzz marketing, I prefer to refer in this case to the show as Competition of Big Chairs on the Domicile Carton Workspace Network. Signed, George R.R. R. Martin. Don't think I don't know your handiwork. My girlfriend would like to read the third book prior to watching the third season. I enjoy watching the show with her, but I feel that her knowing the particular plot points prior to watching would detract from our shared viewing experience. So we ask you, should she read the book first or not? Yeah, your girlfriend should do whatever she wants. You should be happy you have a girlfriend who wants to read a fantasy book, dummy. You know how long girls have been going, going to see fantasy movies with their boyfriends because they were forced to? <laughs> Girlfriends have put up with enough. I'm sorry you don't want your girlfriend to have more knowledge about your fantasy show than you, but it's time. Be glad that your girlfriend wants to read a fantasy book. Stop complaining, dumb boyfriend. God, you are you are living large, fella. Pretty soon she's going to want to go to the less than Jake slash let's go bowling concert with you. I don't know what you're talking about, Jesse. Girls also don't like ska music very much. Oh, well, now I understand. Here's the next case. 
Matthew writes, on August 3rd, 1993, when we were teenagers, my friend Alex and I wrote up a wager concerning our life goals at the time. I intended to serve a stint in the Peace Corps and to walk the length of the Appalachian Trail. Alex was going to earn a PhD. Whichever person had accomplished his stated goals by August 3rd, 2005, would win a $10 payment from the other person. However, since we were but callow youths, no action was prescribed for what in retrospect can easily be seen as the most likely circumstance, and indeed, and indeed the circumstance that came to pass. That August 3rd, 2005 would come and go, and neither of us would have taken a single baby step in the direction of any of this stuff. We're now both in our 30s with jobs and families and at very low risk of ending up in PhD programs or on multi-month hiking trips. Do we owe each other $10? Can we agree to save the postal fees by just calling it even? Should we just go on Craigslist in search of some PhD Peace Corps vet who's hiked the Appalachian Trail and award him the 20 bucks Alex and I failed to win from each other? What happened to that young man I used to be for whom it was so obvious the Appalachian Trail was something he'd certainly get around to doing? He seems like he must have been sort of a dope, but I admit I kind of miss him. Please advise us, Judge Hodgman. For the last time, you guys, this is not an advice show. This is a judgment show. And I judge you both lacking. Here's what you do. Take your $10 each, pull it into a $20 bill, go to the most suburban olive garden you can find, Feast on unlimited breadsticks and salad until you are sick. Look around you and realize this is no way to live. Then realize you are only in your 30s. You've got a lot more living to do. You don't have to give up on your dumb dreams of walking a long time. It's not my dream. It's your dream. (laughs) And plan out some time and go hike the Appalachian Trail. It's not that hard. It's not hard to hike a trail. Take a vacation. Bring your family. Have a good time. Now your friend who gave up on getting a PhD, apparently in no subject. It didn't matter what subject, just a PhD of any kind. That's a that's a little bit more of a commitment, frankly, than hiking all or part, certainly all uh, part. Maybe it's about the same commitment as hiking all of the Appalachian Trail. I'm not saying you should necessarily do that. Just hike part of it, you know, that you can do in like a week's vacation or whatever. But getting a PhD, that, that takes a lot of work and time and money. And, and maybe that is something that he can't quite do. But here's something... He can do, and which I am ordering him to do, pick a subject in which he would like to be an expert, read about it, craft a lecture on the subject that is no shorter than 30 minutes, set up a time in a local bar, invite his friends, and give a course in that subject while drinking. Mm, You're going to have a good time. I'm not going to go, but it'll be great. Can I suggest they just decide to live their other dream from 1993, which is to finally go see Five Iron Frenzy in person? Ska reference! This time I know the game you're playing. (laughs) This is what happens when you spend 12 years working with Jordan Moritz. The ska (laughs) seeps into your mind and you need a place to let it out. When I said that Madness invented ska, that guy would get very, very confused about what was going on. Well, we're hipsters. We know about rock, rotten rule. That's right. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. This episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast was recorded at Pagateam Studios in Portland. Thank you to Alex Ward. 
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.